Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Season six. I like season six. It's coming out pretty good. Yeah. We've, we've had, had some pretty good guests. I like it. I like it so far. It's only January, and I feel like we've already met so many people in season six. Well, I mean, you know, to be honest, it, 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 season five, the end of season five is hard to top with the dick dudes. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. But we've had some we've had some great season six people. We've had somebody from New York come and visit. Was was our friend from Australia? Oh, no, he was season five. He was season, he five, was season yeah. five. Anyway, we've got a really cool guest on Zoom today. She's Her not a is, dick dude, she's, but she's not. She's one better. If she hasn't listened to that episode, she's so confused right now. <laughs> if if you haven't listened to that, we ha- we had these two gentlemen come on and they run a clinic one of them is a a, a nurse yeah one's a and the nurse. other one uh colton he he's the office manager i believe yeah he's worked in like health administration yeah and they time. run a men's health clinic uh and uh they they focus on erectile dysfunction and doing uh acoustic pulse wave or what do they call it acoustic it's basically it's shock wave, wave but yeah. but they call it they call it acoustic it's acoustic something, something yeah i can't remember therapy. now so yes that's and we just call mark. them the dick dudes <laughs> no mark calls on that because he's trying to convince them to start a podcast called the dick the dick dudes. Dudes. <laughs> I think I think they I think I think they refer to themselves as I think they I did. call them the dick guys. And yeah, like, we get you, that all the time. You dick got dudes. it from them. Anyway. It was actually yeah, it was actually Josh, the registered nurse, right. who referred to them as that. So you didn't coin the term, although no. it sounds very much like something you would say. So well, since I've said it, it probably <laughs> seven times right now. <laughs> anyway, that's not uh. who we're talking to today. Today we're talking to Elsa, who is a holistic practitioner. And I know that her and Mark have had back and forth conversation on Facebook yeah. for years. She even once said him a gift, which I don't know if you know this, Elsa. I took that gift. Stole it's, it from I, me. I, I, I used the Vox socks, actually. Stole. Stole. <laughs> awesome. Stole in, in my defense, he had them sitting on his desk, Elsa, for at least two weeks and hadn't done anything with them. I'm like, well, if you're not going to use these, I'm going to use them. So they live in my drawer now. <laughs> Well, they should be on your feet. They should be on my feet. I don't have, in my defense, I'm not wearing socks right now. <laughs> Horrible. But yes. That's awesome. Horrible. So we've we've known who Elsa is for a long time. And I guess um, she invited Mark to something. And honestly, with our schedules lately, we I feel very bad. We have a lot of really interesting friends in the education business and in the healthcare business who are always inviting us to participate in their events. But our schedule is so wild, we can barely make time for that. So I guess the last time uh, Elsa invited Mark to something, he said, let's podcast together because I can't make it to this, but we're always talking anyway. Let's record this and teach the world about some of the cool stuff you do. So thanks for coming on here and hanging out with us. I really appreciate it. I'm excited. It's my first time. So I'm a newbie. Well, why don't we start with something easy then, Elsa? For all of our listeners, can you give us some background on yourself? Um, I know that you are a holistic practitioner, but let people know exactly what that means, how you got into this field, um, if this is a second or third career, what you were doing before. Let's learn about you. Well, I am just recently turned 65, so I've had many hats in my life. And uh, I started off in my 20s going to chef school, and then I ended up being in the restaurant field for over 12 years. And then when I left that, I became a hairdresser. Mm. And uh, I did that industry for maybe eight years, and then I ended up working in the corporate manner um, taking care of Southwest Ontario. I was a district manager for, uh, 10 years driving Southwest Ontario all the way from Windsor to Owen Sound, Sarnia, 
Kitchener, Waterloo, Cambridge, Guelph, Hamilton, on the mountain, down the mountain, Brant, like everywhere, St. Catharines, Niagara Falls. So 10 years of highway driving. And uh, so it was close to 20 years of being with that one company. We're the whole, we were the wholesale uh, people for the hairdressers, estheticians, and nail techs. And, uh, and then when I left there, I was like, you know, when you do something for that long, you kind of lose a little bit of like, did that, that chose me. I didn't choose it. I kind of fell into it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my sister, who's an esthetician invited me to the, uh, Toronto show and she wanted to go to a reflexology seminar. And I said, oh, I'll go with you. And I literally sat in there and it was like goosebumps. And I felt like Doug Colborne, who was speaking for two hours, was just talking to me in a room full of people. I had this huge aha moment of, oh, my God, I know where I belong. I know what I need to do. I'm going to start with reflexology and see where that takes me. And I haven't looked back. And my wonderful teacher here in London, Ontario, uh, I chose to go private, even though she taught at... uh, Darcy Lane and Fanshawe College, she also taught from her home. And, you know, turning 55, I'm like, I really don't want to be in a school environment. (laughs) And so I chose to go private. And she was incredible. And she encouraged me to get into massaging. And uh, at first, I didn't trust it. I'm like, my hands aren't going to work together. And so my husband was thankful that he was my guinea pig. And uh, here we are. I'm going into my 11th year. And so I do a huge variety of modalities because my teacher said, you can't just do reflexology, you won't last long. And I looked at RMT and I thought, oh, that's something I should have done in my 30s, not my (laughs) mid 50s. (laughs) I'm never going to last. And so that's how I started. And um, it's thanks to her that I have such a wide variety to offer. And then seeing a lot of different people because of all the different massages, I started to take all these courses, uh, hot jade stone massage, aromatherapy massage, Bella Bocce cupping massage, Indian head massage, uh, alongside of reflexology. Then I ended up taking a certified uh, master pedicurist course in Toronto with NASP uh, to learn how to take care of diabetic foot care and, uh, and actually take care of people properly without creating injury right which it which is what we're all about is do no harm so that's it that's how I got into it and I've never looked back and I'm so blessed to do what I do and help the people that I help and when I started off I actually uh was approached by Way Spa. Do you know? Do you know about Way Spa? Way Spa. I'm not. Yeah, it's familiar, but I'm not sure. So they're an online company that they allow you to promote your business without a fee. Okay. So you can, if you go to Costco, you can see the big Way Spa gift cards, and they used to sell them at the Bay and Shoppers and Sears and all those. That's places, probably why it's familiar to me. I've probably seen the gift cards. Yeah. Yeah. So when people, let's say you buy somebody, let's say Mark buys Amanda a waste ball gift card and you go online on their waste, waste ball website and you search the area. If you search London massage, my name, my business, Solistic Touch will come up. And then you look at what I offer and you go, you know what? I actually think I'm going to go see Elsa. So you come and see me and I redeem your waste ball gift card online and you pay me the difference. 
And if it's a, like I've had people cash in $500 waste fall gift cards and it takes them months to use it up because you don't give the money back. You give them a receipt of the balance. Right. Right. And so that really was like free advertisement. You pay them a little uh, commission fee when you redeem the cards, but that's the price of doing business. And you get to upload your entire website onto their website. I have so many questions. questions. All right, I'll let you go first because you're forgetful. (laughs) Mine are stupid. Yours are probably really meaningful. I bet they're the same because we've started to share a brain. I don't know if they're the same. I don't know if they're the same. I'm 47, you're 65. What's better? Now looking at it now, are you like, 65 is way fucking better than my late 40s, early 50s? Uh, well, I think every age that you manage to make it to, <laughs> um, there's different things that you start own your own awesomeness. You actually are able to, um, like going back to school at 55, just before I turned 55 to take all these courses, mm-hmm. I was a little bit you know, uh, insecure about my own abilities. But once I got into those textbooks, I was like this huge sponge. I couldn't learn fast enough. It was like, it was because I wanted to learn and I had the passion to, to grab it and absorb it all. Like it was just like, wow, I, I impressed myself at my own capabilities to study, to retain the information and then apply it. Like it just, I blew myself away. Do you think you would have been able to study the way you did and absorb it like a sponge if it was like 20 years earlier? I'm just out of curiosity. I don't, I don't, it's hard to say. Yeah. Um, You know, I mean, I had a passion for doing hair and I took, you know, hairdressing and, you know, that's not a walk in the park, even though back then all the moms, if the kids were floundering, they would like, you're going to hairdressing school, you're going to get a career, whether they wanted it or not. But I went to hairdressing school when I was 30. Right. So, you know, I went to chef school in my 20s. And so I think everything that's meant to you, for you comes to you when you're ready to learn. That's the way I feel. Because that's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out because I'm getting older and I'm enjoying getting older, but I'm also trying to figure out, Jesus, is this going to get better? Or am I in my prime right now? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm trying to just say, take a really informal survey of like, is this an up thing or is this a down thing? Like, How, how much of this should I be enjoying right now or is it going to get better down the road? But thank you for that because that, that really makes me think about a whole bunch of things. You're an interesting character too, Why? Mark. Because on one hand, I know how much you love getting older because okay. you, you love continually adopting the I don't give a shit attitude. Well, yeah. I I am who I am and that's it. And and you're definitely better at that with age. Yeah. (laughs) But then on the other hand, I think sometimes you're like, oh shit, like I'm getting like, I don't know. You're so interesting. Because for me, as I'm getting older, time is rolling by way, way fast. Yes. It's like the roller coaster is just getting fucking faster. I'm like, it's getting better, but it's getting faster. And I, I don't know if I'm ready for that. The other thing that I want to ask though, it's about all the work that you do. And to me, it's really interesting because we're both registered massage therapists. We're in a regulated province. And it's interesting that you can go and make a whole freaking career doing manual work. And maybe I got to stay away from the word therapy for now because, you know, regulation and all the rest of it. But doing body work, as they would refer to it in the States, or doing massage type of work. And you, you don't have to hang your hat on, on the, the title registered massage therapist. I've been thinking a lot lately about regulation. 
about being a regulated healthcare professional and massage and how it falls into being a regulated healthcare professional. And the more I think about it and the more I talk to massage therapists, I feel like the underlying tone is massage therapists don't generally care about regulation. Like they like the idea of wearing the healthcare title. It's nice to say you work in healthcare. But when it comes down to the actual practical application of what they do, I feel like most of them would rather not be regulated. Yeah. I mean, especially the people we meet, and it might be because of the people we meet, this uh, this take might be a little bit one-sided and biased because we're meeting people who are doing unique and interesting things that a lot of it does fall outside of scope and they have to be very careful on how they navigate it and how their billing practices are and you know how they're promoting themselves to people because there's but, certain but things still, that they can't so for, do for, within the scope. For example, I saw in a Facebook group Someone was talking about denying people treatment because someone didn't pay or I only see male clients. I don't see female or anyone that identifies as female clients. And then someone else will chime in saying, like, you can't do that. Like, that's discriminatory and you're regulated healthcare. So being a regulated right. healthcare professional, you can't really just be picky and choosy like that. So it started making me think, like, well, massage therapist, like, you want the title of being healthcare. You love that idea of being healthcare. But then you also want to be able to make all these weird choices that kind of, I feel like, go against what regulated healthcare would want you to do in those scenarios. It's really strange. We had this discussion the other day, actually, about um, the word healthcare. I think some people automatically jump to the idea of something being medical, but healthcare is the umbrella term that also has this whole wellness section, right? And so massage therapists, the majority of us, the way we practice uh, actually falls more into that wellness aspect. It's still healthcare, but it's not medical. Now, there are therapists who work in more of a medical setting, but but I'd say a large majority of us are not doing that. And so when you're in that sort of wellness sector, I think there's still the the service mentality. And that's where these these practices, I think, are happening. Like, you know, I, I see a lot of debates about things like tipping and like you said, like exactly. who you will and won't see. But if you are regulated healthcare then yeah, I guess we really need to be, well, let's look at the RHPA. What is that? Well, that's what I mean. Like, (laughs) like, like I know therapists who prefer not to see male clients or anyone that identifies as male and they're pretty open about that. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure my medical doctor can't walk around saying, I prefer not to see someone who identifies as being male. Like, I'm pretty sure that can't happen. And it shouldn't happen. Well, not that it shouldn't. I don't know. I don't know anything. I'm a fucking idiot. But it's just an interesting thought to me. Elsa's just giggling behind me. She's like, yeah, you're a fucking (laughs) idiot. Yeah, thanks. These are the thoughts that go through our head. But yeah, I do find it very fascinating that you've been able to have a successful 11-year career in in an industry, especially in a province where something like massage is regulated, regulated and you have, you've done really well. Before I get to the crazy questions I had, I want to know, do you have thoughts on this and why do you think you were able to sort of get around that and have, do your clients ever say to you, well, I'm going to go see somebody who's registered so I can bill this through my insurance? Um, well, that's a conversation when they call right away to set it up. Right. And when they're, they're coming through Spa, they already know that this isn't going to like RMTs usually aren't advertising on Way Spa, right, to right. be honest, yep. because uh, I mean, there's lots of people that advertise on Way Spa. A lot of massage places here in London specifically are no longer using Way Spa 
because you don't you could you don't get paid instantaneously mm. like you get paid on the 15th and on the 30th of the month right, right? right so people want to have that instant cash flow so getting back to the question sorry i i went off there um for me i guess it's sort of like comparing like somebody getting a professional haircut versus going to somebody's house to get a haircut they already know yeah who I am, what I do. So I really don't have a lot of people that say, well, I don't want to come to you. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Basically, your clientele knows exactly what's going on. They enjoy, they get something out of the massage and the body work that you're doing from a healthcare standpoint and also probably from a very just normal feel-good standpoint. And so again, it doesn't, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. And <laughs> as like, long as like you're I said, I think I think a lot of the people we meet would probably love the idea of not being right. Re- some people will disagree, but a lot of people would probably love the idea of not being regulated because you can incorporate a lot more stuff and just kind of run your practice however the hell you want. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's really it's <laughs> it's such an interesting topic. The whole regulation thing is an interesting topic, especially when you have. When you have a lot of people saying, like, the schools, they don't teach you right anyway, the curriculum's out of date, blah, blah, blah. Like, all of the talk that's coming from everyone that really loves the idea of it being healthcare is actually making an argument for it to not be regulated. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, absolutely. Because we're talking about, um, if we're talking about evidence when it comes to right. practicing as a therapist, majority of what we do is, you know, less based on evidence and more based on, you know, therapies that are thousands of years old that have just been passed down. And somehow we all have agreed collectively, this works, this makes me feel good. This helps with pain management. This helps with function. This helps with movement. I'm going to keep doing this. Yeah, it's interesting. I want to ask Elsa something that's not really related to this at all. And I'm just going to jump right into it. As I was listening to your whole story of going from being a chef, which by the way, I have more questions about that. that (laughs) But going from being a chef to working as a hairstylist, then, um, you know, driving for all those years and then deciding I found my calling with the holistic practitioner. You are from a generation where I know lots of people who are in their early to mid 60s right now, where it was I'm going to use a, a non-politically correct term, not normal to jump from career to career. It's like the people I know in their early to mid 60s right now, they found their career when they were young and they stuck to it because That's the right. mentality was you get, get the gold in watch. Get and, the gold watch. Yeah, you get in. Kids now don't even know what the gold watch means. you climb the ladder and there's opportunity and you know you didn't really switch a lot. So hearing your story of having really four like decade long careers in completely different industries is fascinating to me. What was it that pulled you out of each of these careers where you decided I need to do something else? Boredom. <laughs> Boredom. Okay. If I could do something with uh, my eyes closed and my hand tied behind my back, I was like, oh my God, there's got to be more for me out here because I cannot see myself doing this long term. It's, 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 it's almost like hairdressing. I chose hairdressing. It didn't choose me, but the whole chef thing was sort of like my brother owned a restaurant and I started to help him. And I went to bartending school to bartend for him. So um, I've always been a people person and I've always been wanting to help people, whether it be make them great drinks or good food or whatever, whatever. Um, So when I worked for my brother and the chef quit New Year's Eve, (laughs) <laughs> oh boy. Walked out and we were booked solid. 
And we were a la carte. I mean, we were high end and we did uh, sole du glaire, sole manure. Like we, we filleted our own sole fish and yeah, we got thrown to the wolves and we pulled it off. And, uh, and when I was done that evening, I thought, okay, you know what? I actually really enjoyed that. I'm going to go learn how to do it properly. So you didn't, so you didn't necessarily choose it. It was like, no, this makes sense yeah. and I'm good at it. Is, right. Is the creative artistic stuff though also a pull for you? Because a lot of this stuff is a yeah. lot of creativity, yep. artistic yeah. stuff with it. Is that something that's also like a major thing for you? Absolutely. Uh, you know, going to chef school, being introduced. I took the pastry chef and the chef course. And at that point in time, I was actually thinking that I'd love to uh, get like into ice sculptures and blowing sugar and more artistic. And, uh, you know, and then I had my daughter at a young age and it was, okay, well, I'm not going to go work on a cruise ship now and (laughs) go do those things. Uh, And then I was, you know, then you get stuck in that You need to have an income. So, you know, then you start working at different restaurants. And I was always more of a head prep cook. So I did all the prep for all the chefs. I hated being a line cook. Absolutely hated it. And uh, so I was able to be creative with desserts and different things like that. And then when I was done there, I was very burnt out. I had a chef that was a real asshole. And he was, I ended up suing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I ended up suing the the owner and the restaurant. Um, just they were allowing that chef to be a complete bully. And uh, I didn't know at the time that when I walked off the job, because I'd had it, that uh, as long as you say you didn't quit, that means you have legal grounds to sue for uh, constructive dismissal is what they what it fell under, where they make your life miserable in order to force you to quit because they don't have grounds to fire you. And uh, so it was interesting when I got that lawyer and I said, you know what I want mostly is a written apology from the chef. I could care less about, you know, retribution with my money and, you know, what's owed to me and, you know, two weeks severance pay for every year I'm there. I said, I just want that written apology from the chef. And oh my God, I, I heard from the dishwashers and the waitresses when they got that letter from the lawyer saying I wanted a written apology, the pots and pants were flying. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was not, uh, he was not going to have that. Uh, but anyways, I, I won, you know, I got my settlement, but I never got the the apology in writing. But it's the fact that I could jerk his chain and say, you know what? That's, I think you, I don't want you to ever treat a woman the way you treated me, like ever. Like, I hope you learn a lesson, you dickhead. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so getting into hairdressing, uh, after I left that restaurant, I was didn't know where I was going to head to. I went to a pool party at my friend's house, met a girl that owned her own business doing hair, Paula in Kitchener. And, uh, we, we headed off immediately and she said, come and work for me. Come and just book my appointments and wash some hair and rinse this and do that. And and so I did. And I was only there three weeks doing that with her and I freaking loved it. I was like, oh my God, this is such a social 
uh, environment. I really love this. So I went and found a school and went to hairdressing school and I pretty much hung out with the owner and the teachers. I could see how hairdressing would appeal to somebody I like don't, you. I don't even know how all this happens. I go to a party. I just go to a party, get drunk and I go home. You're an introvert. <laughs> you sit in the corner and don't talk to anyone. Elsa was you trying to, to tell party. us like, I'm a Virgo. Like she's out yeah. there meeting the people. You go to a party, you end up with a job. <laughs> I don't fucking understand how this works. <laughs> yeah. So in the hairdressing school, obviously you have to go shop at a hairdressing place to get your scissors and your supplies. And that's where I ended up. Somebody there said, why don't you work here? And I'm like, work here doing what? And they're like, sell all the products. You know, you love Schwarzkopf. You love this. You love that. You know, all, you know, you know, hairdressing, you'd be a perfect fit. And so being a single mom, I thought, you know what? I can still do my hair and work there. And so I would, I ended up working at beauticians at the time. And now it's called Cosmo Prof Beauty Systems Group. And uh, I worked there full time and came home at 6 p.m. and did hair till 11. Oh, wow. And I had 85 clients, regular clients for perms, colors, cuts, men and women, children. And when we relocated to London, because they were opening up uh, Cosmoprof here in London, I applied to manage the store. And uh, so when I left, (laughs) my clients were like, where are we going to go? And I gave them names of two friends of mine that did hair. And I said, I'm sorry, but I'm going. And I couldn't believe that some of them actually wanted to drive to London to get their hair done. I believe it. I'm driving to... I'm driving to Bowmanville tomorrow because the person that I wanted to do my hair, she used to work here in Scarborough. I don't know how okay. well you know the east side, but I'm I used to drive 10, maybe seven minutes, actually, not even 10, seven minutes to get to her place to get my hair done. And I'm about to drive 37 minutes to her place in Bowmanville because it's not like you're getting your hair done once a month, right? Like, I mean, I guess it's different, but if I only have to go, you know, a handful of times a year, I'll make the 30 minute drive. You'll go where you want to go. Yeah. You want to see a certain person. You like what they do and you'll you'll travel for it. The same way you'd probably travel for your massage therapist. The same way you'd probably travel for your personal trainer if you really like what they do. Yeah. If you find someone that you really, really like. So I could see your clients wanting to drive from Kitchener to London to come see you. They got attached to you. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it was hard to say goodbye to them too, right? But yeah, so coming to London and working at Cosmo Prof. And then I was managing for 10 years and the opportunity came up to take over for somebody that was on a mat leave. And uh, I took over her territory. And by the time she was done her mat leave, the company had grown so fast, so big that they said, if you want to stick around, you can have Southwest Ontario and we'll put her into central Toronto area. And I went, yep, sign me up. So I, that's, I liked being out of the box. I liked traveling. It didn't bother me. Like the highway was my best friend, you know, put on the tunes, grab your coffee, you know, drive to own sound. I would spend at least at that time, at least three days out of the week, not home in hotel rooms because I had two Windsor stores. So I would do, you know, one Windsor store, stay overnight, do the next Windsor store, but you had to be at every single inventory. And there were times when it was black ice and freezing rain and whiteouts. And that's when you're like, 
I'm seriously going to die on the road because I need to go count shampoo. Like <laughs> when you like, when you put it like that, <laughs> I'm like I don't know if I I don't know if I can do it anymore. And it was 20 years with the company when I was like I was burnt out, and we were purchased by the states. So that Sally Beauty came and bought out beauticians and turned us into Cosmoprof. And hmm. working with people from the U.S., they really don't treat women with a whole lot of respect. I can tell that from a personal experience. Um, and they call Canadians the sleeping giant and they're here to wake us up. And I I ended up with IBS because of the one territory manager that came and took over and he was a complete, complete narcissistic asshole. Uh, he would belittle managers at meetings and you would just be mortified and it, it just became very toxic environment. I would come home in tears and my husband would, would say, he's not going to be able to stick around long. He's from the U.S. They're not going to let him keep coming over here. You need to hang in there. You've been here for so long. And I'm like, but I'm miserable. Mm. I'm absolutely miserable. And I'm like, if I don't do this, what will I do? You know, because you do, mm -hmm. you lose your identity, right? And uh, yeah, so thank God for my sister that, took me to this Toronto show and got me into a reflexology course. My whole world just went, oh my God, this is amazing. Like I, I have to do this. This is where I belong. And that was it. I've never looked back. Never. So you don't see yourself getting to that point because all of these other careers, you, I mean, you lasted a long time in each of them. Do you ever see yourself getting to a point of being bored with being a holistic practitioner, or do you think there's just too many opportunities for you here? Um, I think uh, while my body can still do it, I'll be doing it. And I've looked at teaching. I've looked at possibly getting certified as a reflexologist here in this area, especially because we are lacking in educators in that field. Uh, it's just the timeline that they want. I think I've looked into it years ago and it was like, it would take two and a half or something years to get certified to be a teacher. And I'm like, Lord Tunneran, like I'm 65. <laughs> Did you just say Lord Tunneran? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I'm back home. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm just letting the universe show me my path. Like I'm just open to going where things attract me. And I totally was planning before COVID to come to take a, I think it was, one of your courses. Yeah. So I think that's where I was looking to um, add more modalities uh, to my table and then COVID hit. Right. And then I sat back and went, okay, so there was a roadblock. And why is that roadblock? I always pay attention to roadblocks. I always wonder, you know, okay, why did that just happen? I'm not supposed to go there. So if I'm not supposed to go there, where am I supposed to go? And what, what should I do next? So I've looked at cranial sacral massage to see if I should take a look at that. Lots of people have, Elsa, you need to get Reiki. You are definitely a Reiki master. And, you know, people have done psychic readings on me and, oh my gosh, you need to be a, a Reiki master. And I do my own body talk and I ask my body my own, its own questions. And when I ask about Reiki, my body doesn't move. Hmm. I don't do the yes or no. And I'm always like, oh, I wonder why. I don't know. So I'm I'm still 
out here doing my thing, loving what I do. And I still continue to meet new clients and get referrals. And it's so cool. to I mean, I think I get to meet the best people. And I always say they may walk in as strangers, but they always leave as friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a feel good. For me, it's feel good. I, I don't wake up in the morning, look at my calendar and go, oh, God. You know, I look at my calendar and go, oh, my God, look at how busy I am. This is awesome. You know, so it's a good feeling. And, you know, back to Mark's question about age, it, I think, like you said, Elsa, everything came to you sort of when it was supposed to, like maybe in your 20s and 30s, that wasn't the time in your life to be to take on this type of career. You weren't the holistic practitioner back then, but it, it's taken both of us a while in our careers, like Mark's been a registered massage therapist for I don't know like 20 years or something close 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 and then he's been a registered kin for over 20 That's yeah. and uh, I'm going into I think my 13th year if my math is correct and it took me a while to get to that place like you just described where when I get up in the morning and I look at my calendar I'm like cool Like, it's just, that's what I have to do today, or that's what I get to do today, versus like, you know, the times where I used to wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm not in the mood. So it is a, it is a great feeling. And I think that comes with some level of maturity and like self-awareness and knowing what you're good at, what you want to do, what makes sense to you. And you, you find the opportunities that work for you. Like, I love doing this podcast and meeting people and connecting with people. And I think we started this at the time that that made perfect sense for us. And now we're in season six. Holy crap, Mark. Hearing all this stuff is actually interesting, but it's really weird to me because I I often dream of the day that I would be bored at work. Like, in other words, it's not challenging, but it's still something that I do really well. I'm, I'm, I'm a weird guy where I kind of, I, I have this secret desire to, to get to the point where I I don't have to do anything. Like I want to do nothing. Do you know what I mean? But at the same time, he's I looking have... at me. By the way, he tells me all the time he wants to do nothing. Even she's shaking her head, and she doesn't even know you as well as I do. Because, but because we know. But that at the same you, time, I have all shit. these things that I that I. It's just a really. Uh, it's tough being in my head. I know it really is. I know, honey. I know it is because <laughs> when I'm hearing, like you know, when I get to the point, I can do this. I can do my job with my hands tied behind my back, my eyes closed. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. But I'm like, deep down inside, I don't I don't know if I'd like that if I got it. No, like I said, you could have had that. And you chose to take on a new project because the creative juices inside of you were like, we're not done. Was, we're not just, done. I think it was just stupid. I think I didn't give it a try. I think I need to give it a try. I think I need to get myself to that point and really give it the, the good old college you try. Will, you will when you're there. And I think you'll know when you're really there. I mean, at 47, you weren't ready to throw in the towel and say, I'm done trying new things yet. And that's okay. You're, you're not an old man yet mark you're you're grumpy like one yeah. but you're not an old man yet it's <laughs> not nice guys <laughs> i think the worst thing in the world is to absolutely have no desire to do anything i think we're here for a reason and we have to have passion and purpose and if you don't have that anymore you're just existing you're not really living and there's a reason why you're on this earth and there's a reason why you're doing what you're doing and touching so many lives, even though you don't realize the impact you're having yourself on them yourself in the moment. It's later on when your, your name gets mentioned somewhere, you don't even know that it's being mentioned, you know? And uh, I think it's the power of touching people's souls. 
in any small way, even just a, you know, a compliment or a, you know, a friendly hello, like, I don't know, we do Wealth Wednesdays in, uh, in the group that I belong to. And Wealth Wednesdays is doing a random act of kind kindness for a total stranger. And I have all my change divvied up into Ziploc bags and they're all in my car. And if I'm traveling around and I see somebody in need, I can just roll down my window and hand them that bag of change. And it's always a minimum of $5 bare minimum, if not close to 10. Right. And uh, I just think that's, that's what we need to be. We need to be continue to be caring, loving, kind, considerate human beings and just keep taking care of each other and, and touching lives the way you guys are. Like, I think it's incredible what you two are doing. I really do. I, I, I've been following Mark for a long time. I know. And and we hadn't ever met. And like I said, I knew who you were because he would sometimes mention to me if you were having an event or you invite, you know, your name would come up. And when you sent the socks, which by the way, I want to ask you about, but when you sent the socks, I was like, who is this person? Like, I, you meet all of these online friends, and yeah. it's so interesting it's really to cool. me because, like you said, we will go out to a party in person, and Mark will sit in the corner and talk to nobody. But he's got like hundreds and hundreds of online friends, and you, like, I know who all you guys are because of him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, the people that are meant to be in your life show up. So the right people show up at the right time for the right reasons. That's what I always say. Absolutely. I agree. So, Mark, a few more years of not doing nothing, okay? <laughs> so, let me ask you about that, Elsa. Like, now it makes sense to me. So, you you work as a holistic practitioner and you offer different modalities. So, are you still associated with Vox Socks? Are you still working for this company? Oh, absolutely. Talk to me. Yeah. Talk to me about that. Anyone who doesn't, who's never heard of this company, doesn't know what talk I'm talking about. Talk to us about all of the stuff. Yeah, I want to know all the stuff you there's, do. There's, the, there's a crap ton of things that are involved in this. Yeah. So I gave myself plantar fasciitis by massaging barefoot on my hardwood floors for six years. It took that long (laughs) for my body to say, Oh, really watch this. And I got out of bed one day and I was, I mean, beyond hobbled. I don't, I couldn't even put my toes down to go get my coffee. And I'm like, what the hell? This is what this is why I stole the the socks, just by the way, Elsa. I'm gonna defend myself right here. I yeah. have what seems to be the start of plantar fasciitis in my oh. in my right foot. So I this is why I stole the socks. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> so uh, we all do Dr. Google. <laughs> I did Dr. Google and I'm like, oh my freaking God, I've got plantar fasciitis. What the hell? So I do the stretches on the stairs and I do the icing and I'm, I've am i got that jade stone that's shaped like a half moon yep. and, and I'm scraping the tendon and I'm trying to, oh my God, the burn, the burn, the burn. Oh my God. Uh, I went out networking and I met a woman first time at our meeting, she was brand new and she came in and started to talk about these wearable neurotech socks that help with foot pain, neuropathy, plantar fasciitis, yada, yada. And I'm like, the hell, how the hell is socks going to help my freaking plantar fasciitis? (laughs) Like, give me a break. (laughs) Anyways, the pain was so bad. I'm like, okay. Can't hurt. I'm in so much pain and I'm doing everything that Dr. Google told me to do. And uh, so I get the socks and she says, you have to wear them to bed. You have to stay connected to the tech. 
because it's external support, not internal. And I'm like, oh my God, I hot flash. How the hell am I going to go to bed with socks on? And so she said, well, you can wear one sock to bed, wear it on the foot that's sore. And then you just scooch off the heel. And just as long as that pattern is touching the ball of the foot, that's where the magic happens because it's tactile stimulation. And as a reflexologist, we all know that our nerves, 7,200, go down to each foot and rest at the ball of the foot. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And so I do three days of wearing them to bed. And in the middle of the night, I can feel my other foot is trying to push that sock off. And I'm like, nope, nope, nope. If you can quit smoking, you can wear a sock to bed. And uh, <clears throat> I quit smoking when my daughter was 17 and she's 40. Good for you. I... Uh, all of a sudden I'm standing getting coffee and I'm like, holy shit. Like I'm actually walking. Like what the hell? Like my pain is subsided. So I take off the socks because I don't want to wear socks. I'm not a sock person. Take off the socks. I'm not even 10 minutes and the pain is coming back. And I'm like, what the hell? I go get the sock, put the sock on, pain subsides again. And I'm like, what the hell? How is this? even possible to work. I'm like, this is crazy shit. <laughs> like, it's a pair of socks. This can't be happening. And sure enough, I just kept wearing them, wearing them. And I think it was one of my spa clients, Paul came to see me. And um, well, during that time before Paul came, I kept having other spa clients come and I would recognize the socks. They have a distinct look to them. And I would say, oh, my God, you have Vox socks on. Why did you buy them? Why do, why do you like them? And they'd be like, oh, I'm at the gym and uh, my back doesn't hurt. And I drywall and my back doesn't hurt. And all these different people are coming with different reasons, not plantar fasciitis, something else. And I'm like, holy hell, this is, this is really interesting. So in comes Paul for a massage and I see his socks and I'm like, oh, my God, you have Vox socks on. And he goes, how the hell do you know about Vox socks? <laughs> how come you know everything about everything? And I said, well, I bought a pair because I have plantar fasciitis. And he goes, did you join the company? And I said, no, and I'm not going to. And he says, why not? And I said, what do you mean, why not? He goes, you take care of people. Don't you have people in pain? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, well, why wouldn't you do this? And I'm like, I am not joining a multi-level marketing company. I know it's it's a, it's a bad word, right? Like someone I says MLM, like, you're was, like, no. Oh, <laughs> well, when you do what you do and you work from home, you get inundated with all sorts of different companies. Even Jockey wanted me to carry their clothes. I'm like, how does that even relate <laughs> to me and my spa room? You know, um, so he, I think it took him an hour when he, he wouldn't leave and we're having coffee and I'm, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to sign up just to shut you up. I'm not going to do anything. And he's like, you will. He says, if you, if it helped you, I'll say, I know you, you will be wanting to help others. And sure enough, I would start ordering socks for my spa clients, <laughs> especially the elderly. They have cold feet anyway, and they like to wear socks to bed. And this actually improves your balance and stability, which actually improves the rate of fall rate. Like you're not going to fall as easy because yep. now you're not bent over. All my spa clients, elderly, wear these big white runners. <laughs> it's like the bigger, <laughs> the whiter, the runner. <laughs> I'm, I'm picturing the them. I know exactly what you're talking about. Do you know about. what I mean? Oh my God. <laughs> the big white runners. And so I'm starting to... Um, order socks for them. And we have different kinds, right? So wellness socks are diabetic friendly. 
So there's no compression around the calf. It's a seamless toe. It's double padding from the heel to the metatarsal. They, it's 63% cotton. It's lightweight. I have Rita comes, Norm picks her up. They're in the early 90s. And he's like, Rita, you forgot your cane on Elsa's banister because she's got the tech on. They all have their insoles. The insoles have it all molded into the bottom of the insole. The socks, it's all woven to the ball of the foot. And now here we are with patches that is lasered. So it's almost like a QR code for the brain to read through the power of touch because of the nervous system and the skin and all that wonderful stuff that we have as human beings that we don't even know all the power that it does. And so the more I was helping my spa clients and getting feedback from them and watching them hunched over, walking into my spa room and coming out straight. And so, yeah, that's how it just, it, it, it just flowed the way it was supposed to flow. I didn't do anything about building a business in the first year. It was truly, honestly, I didn't know what I had in my hands, to be honest. I was just focused on helping my spa clients, you know, my family, my friends, whoever was open to trying it with me because I was still new and I didn't know how to explain why it worked. Like I just didn't have that, the language for it. Right. And the company is only just now turning seven years old this June. And I'm going to be with the company six years in April. That's incredible. I'm glad to hear that you were super skeptical because like I said, when the socks arrived, Mark was trying to explain it to me. So I I think I went on YouTube or something and I watched, yeah, I watched some information about the socks and the tech and how it works. And, and I remember Mark saying to me, but you got to keep them on. Like you can't, because I'm also like you, I'm not a sock person. When I get home, um, like my outside clothes come off, including my socks. I walk around bare feet, but that's probably why my feet are not in great condition. And I mean, I know that, but I hate socks. But surprisingly, these didn't piss me off to wear. They're not tight around. I they're not tight around my ankles. They didn't feel like they were cutting off any circulation. They didn't make my feet sweat. I don't really have sweaty feet to begin with, but my feet felt like they could breathe. The only thing that I was confused about, and maybe this is where I need to have like multiple pairs, is like I'd wear the be wearing them one day, but then I'd want to wear them when I went for my workout because when I'm lifting weights and stuff, I wanted the stability, and that's the whole reason of having them. But then after the workout, I was like, well, I can't keep these on now. That's freaking disgusting. <laughs> I just worked out, so I'd take them off. So here's the here's the beauty of the of the products. We all offer wicking benefits, which is deflect sweat. No sweat is no bacteria. No bacteria is no odor. My grandson lives with us. He's 18. He wears his one pair of socks five to seven days. They look crunchy. And I'm like, Lennox, we need to wash your socks. And he's like, Oma, they don't stink. And I'm like, I know they don't stink. So my husband bikes. He's an avid biker. He works out. He can wear his socks five days straight without washing them. And he'll you do the smell test. They don't smell. See, this is what Mark kept saying to me. Mark's like, no, you're supposed to be able to keep them on. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I believe you, but this feels wrong. Like it feels like (laughs) I'm not supposed to keep these on. But you know what? They never did smell. But it just it feels wrong. It feels like you're supposed to change the socks. I totally get it. Did you do the smell test when they were on your feet? You took them off to do the smell test, just out of curiosity. I'm so, sure. I, can, so I can picture it. I'm pretty mind. sure I took them off. All right, just because I thought you might have just like just brought your foot up to your. 
there's there's a chance I did that too. Who knows? All I I know is that when I took them from him, it was during a time where I was going to the gym very regularly. So I would wear them to the gym and then I'm like, well, I feel like this was such a waste because now I want to take them off and wash them so then they wouldn't go back on until the next day. So there was like a few nights I slept with them and I will say I hate sleeping with socks on. I would wake up in the morning and they were still on my feet. So that's when I remember saying to him, like, what kind of magical, like, sorcery Voodoo. is this? Because <laughs> I would never keep socks on. They will always somehow manage to come off. And these ones would still be on my feet in the morning. So, yeah, I don't know much about Vox socks. To be honest. Like, I'm not even going to pretend I did a ton of research. I watched, yeah. like, one or two YouTube videos. But... Yeah. My feet felt incredible while I was wearing them. And actually, more so for me, it was for um, balance. I have like really pronated feet. I, my arches don't exist. And it, I just felt more stable, I think, walking with them. They were really Absolutely. great. Absolutely. So what you what you want to do is actually replace your uh, insoles that are in your runners with our insoles because they're trimmed to fit. They're trimmed to fit and the tech sits right at the ball of the foot where the sock tech sits at the ball of the foot. And you can wash and wear. The insoles can be washed uh, by hand with uh, just hand soaked cold water and a cheap brush and let them air dry. And they will help you work out harder, longer, faster, and your recovery will be quicker. We have top athletes wearing our products. Elvis Stoiko, we have a picture of him at corporate office with Jay Dollywall, the owner, um, and he's doing the demo because it's the whole dynamic lateral demo that we do because in seven seconds, you have instant core strength, instant. We It never fails. You can be a six foot seven football player, 300 pounds. I can knock you over. I can lift your foot up like off your heel and then I put the tech on you, I I can literally hang like my full body off your arms and I won't be able to make you even move. Like it's pretty incredible. And the fact is we are non-invasive and drug-free and we're helping kids. We're calming the nervous, we're putting people into homeostasis. That's the bottom line is the body and brain are realigning. It's so interesting. I'm still a little skeptical, but You've got my attention. <laughs> you know what? You have a you also have a 30-day money back guarantee, so you have absolutely nothing to lose and everything to gain. When I say skeptical, I that's actually not the right word. Okay, yeah, skeptical yeah. is more like I don't understand this. I don't understand what is actually happening. And I want to learn more and understand how, like what Elsa said at the very beginning, how the hell is a pair of socks yeah. going to have all of these effects. So that's, I don't know if that's skepticism or I'm just like, eh, I, I need to know more before I'm like, I'm sold on this. Listen, everybody, everybody has to do their own due diligence and everybody needs to have their own story. They're, they're, if I wouldn't have put it on my own body and saw, felt the results that I got, I wouldn't be able to share it. I wouldn't join a company if I didn't have results. I wouldn't be able to honestly, like help share my spa clients and tell them, you know, this is going to help you with your balance and stability and your percentage of falling is going to be less. And, you know, kids, you know, when you get the phone call with the mama, when you've, oh, the kids love our socks, man. They call them their happy socks, which is so nice. Uh, You know, get the phone call from mom and saying, oh my God, Elsa, you have no idea what that 
did for us, even just last night, like the outbursts, the, the, you know, the over, they're oversensitized, their sensory is like heightened. And all of a sudden they wear our socks and they just, it's almost like they calm down and they're, I'm, they're just I'm immediately different. ordering 17 pairs for my youngest child <laughs> who drives me crazy. Okay. <laughs> but it's, it's so nice because it's no chemicals and the kids love them. And the fact that they're going to help with no sweat with teenage boys and hockey and sports, um, you're going to help. I had a, I sent socks to a, um, a father and son that played hockey in Florida. He was actually a hockey coach for minor league. And I had no idea when I sent them the socks that my phone call would be, oh my God, I'll suck. You have no idea. But my, my son and I both struggle with soaking wet feet. All like it's embarrassing how wet our feet are. We wore those socks playing hockey. Elsa, we're dry. We are actually dry feet. And I'm like, oh my God. Like So many mothers are here going to hear this and be so happy because there is nothing smellier than a teenage boy. Like, I don't oh, think there is anything smellier than a teenage boy. <laughs> so, <laughs> the, the smelliest yeah. thing on earth is a teenage boy. So this is incredible. Now, what about you, Mark? Because you are the guy that changes me? your socks multiple times a day. Do you think you could try these and wear them for I days did. on end? I wore them for like three or four days straight. Oh, you just took the socks that I was using yeah. and just wore them? Okay. Well, no. After, after. They, had... they were your gift in all yeah, fairness. No, I. I... And you were fine. You didn't feel fine. like you had to change them. I didn't feel like I had to change them. That's cool. It's really strange, yeah, because I'm I'm the kind of guy. As soon as my shoes come off, well, now I got to put on a fresh pair of socks. Yeah. yeah. So that's impressive. All right. Well, Mark, I'll send you some more socks, and I I might not steal them. <laughs> <laughs> But this time I'll let you pick the style and color. So what else? Before we start talking about the socks, Mark said there's a whole bunch of different things you yeah, do. Yeah, because you, you, you also did you just send me a couple of days ago a message with 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 the product that just got uh, FDA approved. FDA registered. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the that's the Freedom Patch. So the Freedom Patch goes exactly where it hurts. So I'm dealing with the heel spur that I've had since April in the foot that I did the spiral fracture. So my plantar fasciitis was in my left foot. I haven't had anything come back in four years. And I did a spiral fracture in my right foot at that time as well. And I had to be in an air cast boot for 45 days. That's actually when I really understood what this tech was doing for me was when I was in that air cast boot, to tell you the truth, because I did the thin insole barefoot in my air cast boot. And then I wore the sock on that foot when I went to bed, because I was this close to surgery with having nuts and bolts put in there. And I was not having any of that. And um, But now I have a heel spur in that same foot. And I've been hobbling along since April and when I go to my chiropractor and he taped my foot and he didn't leave my heel free to put the patch on, I actually had to go home and take ibuprofen with Tylenol for the pain. And I don't like to take drugs. I don't, I'm not that type of person. And so as soon as I could get that taping off my foot, the patch comes on, my pain scale goes from a 10 to a two in less than five minutes. And I'm, that's the patch that's just been FDA registered. And the other one that's just in the pipeline is the REM patch for improving your REM cycle sleep, because that's where our cells heal on a cellular level. That's the next one that's getting FDA registered as well. 
So it's really exciting times for us to have this recognition out there in the medical field. Um, it, it says that we're the cutting edge technology. And, you know, Big Pharma has tried to buy Vox several times because they want to shut us down, right? They don't want us to be out here saying you can have different Stop fixing options. people's problems. We don't make any yeah. money that way. Yeah, we don't have to put a Band-Aid on it, right? So, uh, yeah, it's really cool. I'm uh, super excited about that. That's where I sent the study to you, Mark, in yep. Facebook, yes. so that you could actually go read for yourself when you have time, because I know you have no time. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, when you're actually done and you want to be bored and do nothing, then then you can read it. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's... Uh, I just, I'm so excited about this because it's, we're going to be launching um, a kick it patch in April and that's for addiction. And there's all sorts of addictions out there. It is, it isn't just drugs, right? There's all sorts of addictions out there. Mm. Uh, and so that's really cool. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know what else to say about it. I'm just, I'm not going anywhere. I'm cemented in with Fox. That's so Awesome. Well, mm-hmm. I'm really, I'm really glad we actually got to yes. sit down and talk and learn some stuff because, like I said, I've I've known who you are. Like your name has come up over the past few years because you, you and Mark have been Facebook friends. Mm. So it's nice to actually see your face and hear your voice. Thank you. Do you want to give out any information to people? Like if somebody who listens to this wants to connect with you, or do you have like social platforms you want to give out or a website or anything for people that want to get in contact with you? Yeah, I, I have a uh... I have set up a tap link. It's one link that takes you to all my social media platforms. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, yeah, so my Solistic Touch, uh, my website shows the Vox products on there as well. And I have a, uh, I can, I don't know how to get you the links. I can send it to you in private message, the links. We can absolutely Uh, put the links uh, in the show notes for the episode. So if anybody wants to get in touch with you afterwards, we'll have them there. Yeah. And I I always offer, um, depending on what their situation, what their issues are, I like to offer four pack of patches to just let them have their aha moment of, oh my God, this actually does work, (laughs) you know, so that they can feel safe about... um, ordering their products and have the comfort zone that uh, they don't have to worry about being ripped off or something or that we don't stand behind our products because we certainly do. And I do a hundred percent. It's all about helping people, helping people help people at the end of the day. Right. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Elsa. This has been very fun to hang out and talk and uh, we'll make sure to include all of your links so people can get in touch and see what else you're doing. Thank you so much. And thank you, Mark. I so appreciate you guys. I was so anxious. I was like having a hot flash before it started. (laughs) Right on. Thanks for hanging out. This has been good. Thank you. Have a great day. You guys have been listening to two massage therapists in a microphone. Peace.